welcome to Populous. I'm Steve Hafer, and with me, as always, is the inevitable, the one and only, the he was lost for a few months, Kirk Trudner. How are you, Kirk? All who wander are not lost. I'm doing good. How are you, Europe boy? <laughs> yeah, this is a... Uh... The first uh, episode in about what six months? It's been a while. Uh, when last? It's been a while. When last we spoke with our listeners, uh, I guess we were talking about movie theater candy and all that stuff. And um, I was on my way to Europe. I was there to go check off some of my bucket list destinations, like the country of Italy and Paris and other stuff. And uh, and space and Spain. No, I didn't make it to space this time, but that's still on the list. Um, but it was a great time. It started in uh, Paris, spent uh, over a week there, went to Normandy, went to the wine country, went down to uh, Monaco, uh, into Italy, uh, Florence and Rome and Venice and Lake Como, and then up to Switzerland and saw four cities in Switzerland, uh, including Lucerne and Geneva. Uh, it was a great, great time. We had a blast. And Sean was keeping uh, track of our steps because we walked a lot. Uh, we we only had a car once we left Paris to go through down to the South of France, but then we were on trains and we just walked every time we were in a city and we walked over 385 miles on this trip. <laughs> so a lot of walking. Wow. That's impressive. That's actually really impressive. Now, how many of those were in a straight line? Um, well, European streets are famous for not being straight. So uh, not a lot. I'm going to say not a lot. Yeah. Let's blame the streets. <laughs> I blame the ancient Europeans. Let's blame ancient <laughs> architecture and the earth shifting has nothing to do with those bottles with corks in them. Yeah, they were, you know, they were a little busy, you know, laying down the foundations for mankind, doing philosophy stuff and papyrus and, you know, whatever. <laughs> they were worried about straight. But skirts. couldn't figure out a straight line. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad you had a good time. You, you posted a lot of pictures and and. It looks like it looks like you, you. I mean, talk about bucket list. You checked off a lot of buckets. Yeah, we did. We uh, immensely great time. Uh, Sean is the perfect travel partner, and uh, we did not get sick of each other in the least. And uh, probably the amounts of wine and Negronis that we had uh, sure helped, <laughs> but couldn't hurt. It was it was fun. But I got to tell you, the one thing in Paris that just blew our mind is uh, at the Arc de Triomphe. They have a, like the biggest circle turnaround you will ever see. You know, a lot of cities uh, on the I mean, East like Coast, roundabout. some up here in Washington State. Yeah, roundabouts. But this one goes around the arc, but it's like eight lanes wide. And there is about 10 to 12 feeder streets into this. So it is the very definition of chaos. It is something I took a little video of it. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't there when it was the busiest, but uh, man, <laughs> It's, it is intimidating. It is chaotic. It is a great, great spectator sport for sure. Well, it is one of the next Olympic events. <laughs> and probably better than some of the other new ones. <laughs> Breakdancing or navigating the Arc de Triomphe roundabout. Arc de Triomphe. <laughs> yeah. Sign up for Big that. Ben, Parliament. So yeah, we had a good time and uh, we stayed over in New York for two days on the way out there to help break up jet lag. We stayed in New York for a night on the way back to break up the thing. It was a lot of fun. And then when I got back, I was really happy to you know see, see my boys and uh, our dog in the house. It was nice to be back and to see you. And it was getting all ready to jump back in and because we had a couple episodes left to do from last season. And lo and behold, 
you weren't available. <laughs> no. While I was gone, you had the audacity to go land a new gig that took you to Washington, D.C., another place on our bucket list. Um, yes. And there you are. This show This show is now bi-coastal. That's right. So no Not longer. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No. <laughs> no longer are you in sunny Southern California. You are now in the nation's capital. And it's been, what, three months now? I am in the nation's capital. And I never, ever, ever, ever thought I would end up on the East Coast. I've been a West Coast kid for all my life. And I am now uh, in the shadow of the Washington Monument and the Capitol Building in the seat of democracy and really just enjoying the whole area and the environment, the people. It's been a great place to land. I'm having a great time at the new gig. We're going to put on some really good stuff at the the resort that I work, and which is I'm really looking forward. As somebody said, those of you knew, I did uh, special events for Universal, and I'm doing special events for this new resort. And somebody very rightly said, it's the same art, but it's a different canvas. That's right. So that's where the challenge is, and it's really a, a, a cool way of looking at it and trying to take the old tricks and and see what we can do with them. And obviously this new resort is uh, classified or designated top secret because you have not mentioned the name of it yet. Does it have a name? I have not because I don't know if I can or not. So I'm not going to risk my my job of 90 days so far, <laughs> just in case. Uh, but it is in Washington, D.C. It's one of five around the country with a new one being built in San Diego in the next two or three years. So if people want to get out their Google machines, they can figure it out. And probably the most famous of the other five is right next to the Grand Old Opry, supposedly, from what I hear somebody has told me once. Yeah, that's that's very, very true. So I'm, I'm enjoying my time highly. The people I'm working with are great. The project we are doing is spectacular. So it's it's been a great move, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what's coming up in the future. Nice. Well, uh, congratulations to you. That was a nice land on your part. And uh, thank you. My big trip, your big uh, announcement for the new gig and the move has kind of <laughs> put a crimp on our podcasting plans. A speed bump. <laughs> but never fear, everybody. We are here. This is not a regular episode. We are just basically uh, catching up on what's been going on with us and what will be coming ahead on what we are just going to call season three because uh catchy title <laughs> yeah we had two episodes what we wanted to do on season two but we're gonna include them as part of season three and uh we'll just move forward from there so we'll still have the same fun we're gonna have about uh a dozen topics coming your way which allow us to make uh our new top 10 list for that and uh things are gonna be a little more subjective a little more of a subjective slant this year than in years past which should bring a, a new bunch of fun a new take on everything how do you feel about this I, I love it. We've talked about this for a while, and I, I think we we really did very successfully walk the fine line between objective and subjective in the first 40 episodes. But now I think we're going to really look at some different topics that are a little bit more subjective, and it's going to be Kirk's top 10 and Steve's top 10, as opposed to what we think the real top 10 is or the 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 consensus top 10 is. That's right. But anybody who knows either one of us, we just have too much, quote unquote, professional pride, Hutzpah. personal pride or whatever to, you know, not really try to name what we also think are 
great, you know, great entries for the list. So we're not just going to be going my mom because my mom's a good chef, you know, things well, like that. <laughs> you, you can't, you can't leave mom off. I mean, yeah, you, know, you got to stay in the will, right? That's right. But, but I, I think this is just an opportunity. I, you know, you and I are normal human beings. We're going to like the same things that a lot of other people do, but we may put some things a little higher than others that would make a consensus list. Yes. I give you the who versus Steely Dan. Yes. And we will try our darndest not to sound old. I think that might be a little easier for one of us than the other, uh, but we'll see. Don't be so hard on yourself, Steve. (laughs) Uh, It's not who I was talking about. (laughs) But some of the topics uh, coming your way will be the two holdovers from last year, which will be best Marvel films. We've been chomping at the bit to do this, so it'll be good to actually get that done, and that will be the first uh, show that we have. And then later and down, we actually the, uh, have like three more Marvel films than we did six months ago to choose yes, from. Which, yes. Which I got to be honest, at least two of those will not be on my list, but we'll see. Um, well, I Wakanda forever. I've got high hopes for, well, yeah. Will that be, has that opened yet or will it open by the time we do the show? No, but it's early November. Yeah. Mm, we may just miss that. We'll see close. Uh, and then, uh, Rock front men, rock and roll front men, uh, those lead singers, the uh, the guys who get all the glory that are up front, get the spotlight uh, and uh, throw their sweat onto the front rows of the audience. And we'll be talking about those guys uh, along with a new topic, which will be Disney Pixar villains. We've talked about music. We've talked about best movies from those categories. Now we're going to talk about the bad guys that make the stories go, the villains. And I'm so glad we're doing rock front men because the rock back men might get a little controversial. Otherwise known as drummers. <laughs> <laughs> the spinal tap drummer. That's right. <laughs> We're also going to take a look at love songs on the coast. Aww. Aww. Yeah, best love songs. I think, again, subjective. This can go in a lot of different directions. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun to hear what you think is a love song. I do. If we have the same ones, this is, this is going to be interesting. But one list, I think we're going to have a lot of commonality, all-time hoopsters, the oh, all-time yes. best basketball players. Looking forward to that. I like I like this category. I've already started looking at it, and we got the season kicking in right now, so it's a timely topic. And then one that you and I have talked about for a while, I think this one's going to be a lot of fun, and that's all-time best TV ad campaigns. Yes. And yes, I am going to get a little old on this yes. one. Some great. It'll be a nice episode for some great recalls to the past, but then also tipping our hats to some of the newer and innovative ones of uh, more modern times. Good category. Very far reaching, I think. Lots to choose from. Yes. Um, we will also be talking about uh, films, uh, groundbreaking films that transformed the industry. So things that either, you know, uh, brought new technology to the forefront, whether it's something in the camera or special effects or the, the new way that they cast things, uh, just the way they approached uh, the film itself, make it groundbreaking. Uh, we'll also be talking about sitcom support characters, not the lead guys. So Seinfeld, he's not going to be on the list because the darn show's named after him. It's going to be about other people like George or Kramer or I'm out the support characters. And so a lot of sitcoms, a lot of great support characters to talk about. That one's going to be fun too. Cause again, I, I can't promise I'm not going to get old on that either because we're, we're talking about 50 years of television and great supporting characters. <laughs> Come on, Frank Burns. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, the list can go on and on. Yep. We're going to have fun with it. Uh, 
We're also, you know, you talk about films that change the the industry. I've got one that I think we're both going to like, and that's films that make you cry, but in a manly way. No, of course. Of course. You're getting a little soft, little uh, poetic on me here. You got love songs and you got films that make you cry. All right. Nobody cried when old Yeller died. <laughs> and for those of you who can't see us, because nobody can see us, we're both raising our hands, just like Bill Murray and Harold Ramis did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> John that, Candy. That, that John Candy thing where he raised his hand and kind of ducked yeah. his head. <laughs> and we're also going to do one that that I love and I want all of our chef friends. Maybe we can get Lee to chime in on this somewhere along the line. Top 10 addictive foods. Love it. One of those other things that can go, yeah, yes. so many ways. Yeah. Again, subjective, but man, I already got my number one. Wine. Unless beer counts, then I've got my number two. Yeah. <laughs> we both said wine and beer is our joke. Mm-hmm. We may have a problem. May yes. have a problem. Yeah. Well, I got grains. You've got fruit. It counts. Yeah. Oh, and little recall back to earlier in the episode here when we were talking about uh, my European trip. If we ever redo old episodes again and re-rank things, I've got to go back into cocktails for the third time. The Negroni, which uh, our our expert bartender guest uh, told us about, and he had it high in his list. It is way high on my list now. You got a new appreciation for the Negroni. Who thought anybody could like Campari? I think the key phrase there is way high. <laughs> <laughs> well, keeping that feeling of euphoria, uh, we're also going to have two other special uh, episodes this year with different way that we approach the whole episode with uh, kind of different topics. And we're going to save that as a surprise a little later in the season. But uh, we will be breaking the norms of the way we usually do things uh, on those two particular episodes, which will be fun in itself. Got some fun stuff in store, everybody. That's right. Well, just talking about it, it's going to be psyched. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, our first one up will be Marvel Films. Uh, and uh, i gotta got to polish up on uh, getting a top 10 list together again. It's been a while. I know. Got to, got to, but, but tell you what, let, let's, let's kind of, we got to flex the muscles a little bit. All right. You ready? All right. I'm just going to throw one at you. A top 10 get, list? Get out the sound cue for, for Blindside. Blindside. <laughs> All right. Steve Hafer, give me your top five ice cream flavors. Top five ice cream flavors. Um, and most of these are probably from Baskin Robbins because that was my fast food experience when I was in high school and freshman year of college. Um, pralines and cream ice cream. Uh, Jamocha almond fudge. Uh, anything coconut flavors, something a good coconut ice cream. Love that. Mint chocolate chip for sure. And then... Uh, there's a great little place up here in Vancouver, Washington, and they do this bittersweet chocolate. Um, that is phenomenal. It's so Ooh. I would say that those five. What about you? Nice. Uh, Rocky Road chocolate mint. Th- those are always one and yeah, two. Rocky, for, Rocky Road's real good for years. Um, I, I I remember as a kid, I used to love bubble gum ice cream, mm. which obviously was just gum that couldn't make the cut <laughs> put into ice cream that couldn't make That's the right. cut. And they just created a new dessert, but so I didn't good, care. Yeah. It, it was, it was, it was two treats in yeah, one. That's right. Um, a good orange sherbet is really, really good. Mm-hmm. And a good banana ice cream oh, is yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh, like God. Those. And you just reminded me, I, I, I got like to, those. I have to change my list already. Good Lord. Uh, See? <laughs> 
I will probably remove the bittersweet chocolate and put in peanut butter and chocolate. Love peanut butter and chocolate. Mm, nice. All right, you got one for me? No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> Top five things <laughs> you love about me. So season three, everybody, it's going to be great. Come on back. <laughs> five things I like about Steve. Hayford. I'm kidding. Please do not say that. His wife, <laughs> his kids, his dog, his house, and his career. <laughs> hmm, something seems to be missing out of those that might have been foundational. Hmm. <laughs> no, seriously. Uh, I love your heart. You've got you've got a great heart. You are incredibly thoughtful when you're thinking through difficult problems. I really, and I appreciate this was a that. Joke you list. give great advice. You're a great drinking buddy, uh, and you've been a great drinking buddy for a number of years. And the thing I like about best is that you're my best friend. Ah, uh, see, podcasts that make you cry, right there, right there. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, man. Back at you. I think uh, each one, each and every one of those things could describe you as well. That's why we're doing this together. I think. Uh, That's right. Little mutual admiration society. All right. Well. Folks at home, our favorite listeners, our loyal listeners, thank you for your patience. We are sorry that this took so long, but we are back. And all of you folks who aren't at home listening, we love you too. <laughs> but we love the listeners just a little more, if truth be told. But uh, thank you for your patience. We are back. We are geared up. We are rested up. We are looking forward to bringing you some new populists. And so until the beginning to mid-November, we will see you soon. Bye-bye, everybody. Take care. Thanks for hanging in there with us, everybody. We'll see you in season three. See ya. See ya.